Thanks for listening to The Issue Podcast. If you like what you hear, be sure to catch our new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. For more of The Issue and access to our top bets and fantasy updates, then subscribe to The Issue Miked Up. Link is on our website, which can be found in the bio of our Instagram, which is at the underscore issue podcast, and our Twitter, which is just at the issue podcast. New subscription episodes come out every Friday. Guys, thank you so much for listening to The Issue. You are now locked in and listening to The Issue. You look at this schedule. Find me the wins here. Find me the wins. You've got to be delusional if you think he's elite. Well, from what I'm seeing right now, he's a top 10 guy in this league, no doubt. Absolutely, I think they can be for a championship. I, I don't even think that's a, a debate I'm willing to, to have. This is The Issue. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is Saturday, November 6th, and it is another episode of The Issue 106 to be precise. You know, if you're counting the subscription episodes, which you should already be subscribed to, but if you're not, it is The Issue Mic'd Up. We got other episodes over there, paid three ninety nine a month. But hey, it is worth the investment to win your bets. Yeah, that one just that one just dropped yesterday. Yep. Um, look, we, we hit on a lot of our bets, plain and simple. College, pro, fantasy sits and starts of the week. A little bit more laid back, you know what I mean? Yeah, we really do. It's worth it. It's worth it. Um. So yeah, go subscribe to that if you're not. The links can be found in the website or on the website in the bios for our Instagram and the Twitter. So go over there, check those out. Um, we are gonna get started today. We have a you know a pretty decently run show here. It's not a lot of fat on this show. Just a lot of meat and potatoes. Get right to it. Get out. Get your Sunday predictions. We have a couple upsets that we're going to be predicting at the end of the show, uh, but we're going to start off actually with our top 10 teams, our power rankings going into this week. Yeah, I would say the beauty of this show, you know, for Saturday shows, you want you don't want it too long. Nobody's got like an hour on, on a Saturday, yeah. you know what I mean? People have like 30 minutes, quick 30 minutes, right? Exactly. Do some laundry, get a nice sweep of the house going before company comes over for the big game on Sunday. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, all right, yeah. Let's. You want to get into top top ten NFL teams? Yeah, let's go. So this top is, ten. This is now through week eight, not including anything of week nine. Um, it's <laughs> it's all through week eight in the NFL season. Listen to some some good stuff. Yeah. Um, so through week eight, right? So let's go top to bottom. Or I'm sorry, bottom to top, like we always do. Let's start with number ten, like we did with quarterbacks on Wednesday. Let's go with the Saints, right? So that that was a big win for me. They they have found a way to match up well with Tom Brady, which in the NFC and in the same division, you're gonna have to, that that's huge. You know what I mean? With Aaron Rodgers also in there, if Russell Wilson comes back, gets them healthy, gets back in the playoffs, a defense that can match up with these star quarterbacks, that 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 right there alone puts you into the top five of the NFC. Oh, that's the recipe for success. Um, you're gonna have to beat these top guys. You you and, can't plain be, and simple. You can't be in the in the like the more quarterback heavy NFC, especially when you're talking about the, the veteran quarterbacks that they have, and, and not have a good defense. You're going to get dissected all day in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. um, 
No, I, I like New Orleans. They're, so they're, they're fourth in total defense when it comes to scoring, and they're 13th in offense. That That's pretty good. Like, only, I think, two teams last year were in the top 10 of each. Uh, New Orleans is flirting with that at 13th in offense. Um, now, they don't they don't pick up a lot of yards, but they do score. Um, it's because their defense, you know, they, they, they turn the ball over, or they, they get turnovers um, almost as well as any team in the league. They are fourth in the league in that. So, um, no, yeah, I, I like what New Orleans is doing. Now, the issue, the reason they're at 10 and not higher, you look at their quarterback situations. I'm not sure who's going to be their quarterback this coming week. Is it going to be Taysom, you think? Taysom was in concussion protocol, so it could be if he's healthy. He's definitely better than Trevor Simeon, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't think Trevor Simeon's bad. I think you could win some games with him. I mean, there was like a month there where the the Broncos actually flirted with, you know, giving him an extension, being a Teddy Bridgewater type guy. Yeah. Um, A couple years back, but uh, that's the only reason they're not higher, right? If if Jameis is on this team, I think they're maybe eighth, ninth. So not that much better, but a little bit better. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's go with number nine, the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, I worry a little bit about them. They're they're just, like, superbly average almost everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Derek Carr's a little bit above average. Um, their wide receiving core it has been better. Now it's a little bit thinner. Um, their defense doesn't really get to the quarterback all that much. Uh, they don't force turnovers as much as they'd lo- as I'd like. Now they don't turn the ball over, so I like that. Their their turnover margin isn't isn't terrible at all. Um, but they're 18th in, in scoring defense, so it, it could be better. But I I think they're this high because Derek Carr. Yeah. You know what I mean? If Derek Carr isn't playing at a, a easily a Pro Bowl level, this isn't the same team. Now they're not higher because. Who knows day to day what drama is coming out of the Raiders organization? Is it John Gruden getting pretty much fired? Like you know, he got fired, right? Yeah. Is it Henry Ruggs doing something dumb and and pretty much putting himself out of football? It, it, you never know, right? So I don't know what I'm getting with the Raiders. That's why they're not higher. But Derek Carr is playing at an all-time level. They lead a division with Mahomes and Herbert, so that's worth something. They're at number nine. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I can hear the argument for the Saints above them, but. All right, about to go to number eight, the Tennessee Titans. Now, people aren't going to like this because Derrick Henry's out, but they still get to the quarterback, to your quarterback, right? They can still rush the passer a little bit, and their offensive line can still run block. Like, yeah, Derrick Henry's good, but, you know, he still had guys in front of him blocking for him. They're the sixth total offense and when it comes to scoring. Ryan Tannehill can make the throws. Now, I again, not higher, and they have the potential to drop out because if Ryan Tannehill can't put a little bit more weight on his shoulders you know, you could see them losing, right? I don't think Adrian Peterson's going to be, you know, he's not going to be as good as Derrick Henry. So Tannehill's going to do a little bit more. Right, and that's what we've said uh, this week on the Wednesday show. I think we brought it up. Look, this is going to be a big examination game for Tannehill. Like, can you do it? Like, can you move up in those tiers? Like, we have our quarterback tiers. The ballers are the guys that can, or, yeah, the ballers are the guys that can strap it on their back and and the game changers up there with them and, like, kind of do it themselves. But Tannehill's always lived at like the bottom of the third category where they need a little more help. Yeah. And this is kind of his chance to move up. If he does well and shows that, you know, he doesn't need Derrick Henry to get these wins, which if I'm predicting, I think they do need Derrick Henry. We'll get to that later. Yeah. But this is going to be a very telling week for him. I think it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, the, the thing I do like about them, though, is that they do convert 
43% of their third downs on offense. That's good for 10th in the league. So, you know, they can sustain drives. They can keep the ball and, uh, you know, hold it away from teams, which in the AFC you want to hold it away from Mahomes and Allen and yeah. Lamar, right? So, right. you know, they have a recipe to win in the AFC. And let's go to number seven. Let's go with the Baltimore Ravens. I just mentioned them. Um, outside of the secondary, there's not a whole lot that they don't do well. I like their their draft pick. Uh, I believe his, his name's Odafe Away or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was actually Jason Away coming out of high school. I don't know if he changed or something or uh, out of college, um, out of Penn State, has been stepping up huge for them. Uh, Calais Campbell is still there and he's still really good. Um, their offensive line's you know doing okay. The, this is a Lamar factor. Look, him and him and uh, Harbaugh win what eighty some percent of their games. Yeah, they do. So how am I going to sit here and say that? Like, like seriously, tomorrow going into a, like a, a matchup with the Titans, it's Lamar and Harbaugh versus Tannehill and Mike Rabel. Who do you like? I like Lamar. And I like, Harbaugh. Y- yeah. Even going into the Raiders game, Carr and whoever the coach is, the interim coach, I, I like Lamar and Harbaugh. Yeah. So, um, and if Trevor Simeon or Taysom Hill. I, I could hear the argument for the Saints, but I still think the Raider, Raider. Oh my God, the Ravens are a better overall football team. Yeah, they run the ball more effectively. They have a, a more reliable quarterback. You know, uh, I, I like their offensive line a little bit better. Like I said, coaching staff. So uh, that'll land the, the the Ravens here at seven. All right. So let's go with the Buck. Uh, the Buccaneers at six. Right now, that you might think it's a little bit low, but. And people are saying we don't want to overreact to the, you know, the loss to the Saints. I don't think it is an overreaction, though, because I think even before that they were about the fourth best team. And so, yeah, I think it's, you know, logical to think a couple of teams maybe leapfrogged them, right? But people are acting like six would be, like, out of the Super Bowl window. Like, they are 100% within the Super Bowl window. And I think over the course of the season, they will probably be higher than six. But right now, you know, they lost to the Saints, and they didn't really look too good doing it. No, Tom throwing a pick six. And let's be real, I think we can agree that Tampa Bay is a more talented team than New Orleans, right? From top to bottom, better quarterback, um, better weapons, better offensive line, defenses, you could argue more talented, although it's not they're not playing as good. Um, but I, I do like that the, the defense is eighth in the league in yards allowed. So that's good. They, they're a little bit of a <clears throat> boom or bust defense, right? I feel like with the secondary, they could let up some big plays, but also... You know, you're definitely not running on them, so you're not picking up any yards there. And so they can pretty much just pin their ears back and get to the passer. Um, so so I like Tampa Bay. And when you have Tom, look, they're the second scoring offense and the second offense in yards. So that, you know, that, that's a good offense. You, you're going to have to score to beat them, and I'm not sure you could score enough to beat them. Uh, so they're at sixth. All right, so let's, go with, let's go with five to the Buffalo Bills. Now, here's why. They, they are firmly uh, an AFC Super Bowl favorite. Everyone above them is on the NFC side. They are should they should be and they are favored to win the AFC. Um, they're first in in offense and defense. They are number one in scoring offense and number one in scoring defense. They are sixth in the league in yards on offense and first in the league on yards on defense. Right? Yeah. That's that's four major stats and they lead the league in three of four. Josh Allen has fully hit his stride. I said, you know, be careful when you pay him because you look at his his stats and Jared Goff's stats right before they both got paid. You know, they were eerily similar. Josh is clearly better than Jared, and I think there still could be a little bit of a drop-off for Josh eventually, but right now he is playing at such a high level. Oh, yeah. Um, Sean McDermott is clearly a top-10 coach in this league. 
Brian Dayball is still a, a really good coordinator. They're starting to run the football a little bit more as well. Stephon Diggs is still a breakout on the outside. Now, I worry a little bit because their back end is a little bit weak, and you never know what you're getting with their offensive line. It's a little bit here or there. So I think that's why I would have a team such as Arizona slightly above them because I think they have more just good players top to bottom. But Buffalo should be favored to come out of the AFC. They're, they're, they're a good football team. Absolutely, I agree. And I love Josh Allen. He, he's amazing. Yeah, yeah, he is. He uh, He's a physical specimen. It's fun to watch something that you're just like, I, I don't know how he's doing it, but whatever. Um, I have us go with the Arizona Cardinals. Now, people think this is just an offensive football team. They sit here at four in the ranking because they're not just an offensive football team. Um, they are third in the league in points allowed on defense, and they are fourth in yards allowed on defense, right? So they're getting you off the field. Like They're, they're getting the ball back to Kyler Murray, which is exactly what you want to do. The worst thing is just seeing Kyler sit on the sideline while the other team possesses the ball for a long time, runs the football, right? Well, that just doesn't happen. Um, and they are fifth in the league in turnovers. I have their defensive fantasy, by the way. And trust me, they get a lot of turnovers, score a lot of points. Um, I like Arizona. They're, they're dynamic. I mean, they might be the best watch in the NFL, especially on offense. So entertaining. You can go D-Hop, A.J. Green, Rondale Moore, Christian Kirk. Those are your four wide receivers. That's yeah. insane. That's insane. And then you trade for Zach Ertz. Like... You don't have four cover guys that can straight up match up with them. They don't. You know what I mean? Like, no no team has five guys that can match up. By the time you get to the fourth best cornerback on the team, you think Rondell Moore's the fourth best wide receiver? He's cooking that guy all day. Could you even name the Steelers' fourth best DB right now? No. 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 Exactly. Rondell Moore would cook him all day. So, Arizona, when it comes to matchups, I think they match up with anybody um, in the league, pretty much. Yeah, I, I really do. All right, well, let's go with the Cowboys at three. Now, this is <laughs> the highest I've ever rated the Cowboys, and that we've ever rated the Cowboys that we've ever thought of the Cowboys. Um, or the show as a whole. Yeah, yeah. I just I've always said that they beat bad teams and then get whooped by good teams, and they've just been superbly average for years. I don't think that's the case this year. Their defense is actually stepping up. Dan, Dan Quinn has been. A phenomenal addition as the defensive coordinator, uh, former head coach of the Falcons. What he's been able to do with maximizing, it's hard to explain, maximizing like what he has to work with, right? Maximize, yeah. Trayvon Diggs, second-year guy on the back end, instantly becomes one of the best corners in the league. Randy Gregory, who's been kind of a uh, reclamation project on the, on the line, has some issues personally. Absolute animal, disrupting every single play. They don't even have Demarcus Lawrence yet, who's probably their best pass rusher. Um, they're getting phenomenal play out of Micah Barson. So we had uh, Tyler King on. That was what a week from, or week a week ago on uh, a week Wednesday. ago on Wednesday, right? And I said he has a lot of Micah Parsons in his game. God, Micah Parsons is so good. Um, he he might be the most athletic guy on every single football field he steps onto. So, yeah, I think the Cowboys have a really, really good player at pretty much every position group. Zeke's back into form. Dak's playing really, really well. They can even win with Cooper Rush. That's telling you something. Yeah. Um, all right, how about let's go to number two? Let's go with the Rams. Uh, Matthew, Sta- Matthew Stafford's a beast. Um, he really is. I, I, people are saying, well, I don't know if he can win, right? You know, we still haven't seen him win. That was one of my worries. Um, well, they're fifth in the league in uh, points scored on offense, and they're uh, – fifth in yards as well so yeah the, the they can score they can score like i said matt stafford has been pretty much one of the the best uh the best quarterbacks in the league so right now he has a qbr uh, where to go of 118 on the year qbr of 118 
Like, are we are we kidding? Let's let's put that into perspective. Let's. You think Aaron Rodgers is having a good year? Let's look at Aaron Rodgers. Aaron's is at. Oh, I just had it. There it is. Where'd it go? Oh come on, this is annoying me now. There you go. Aaron's at 105 right now. Matthew Stafford's at 118. Aaron's Aaron's 17 touchdowns, one pick in his last seven games, and he's 105 pass rating. Matt Stafford is distributing the ball at an all-time level. Cooper Cup has never been better. Um, for those of you fantasy out there, he is overall the best player in fantasy, and he is wide out one. Um, they're getting good enough production from Darrell Henderson and Sony Michelle. They just acquire Vaughn Miller at the trade deadline. They're going all in. They don't need the picks. They're going all in on this year. I think they could win it all. I really do. I think these top six teams, I could see any one of them winning. The Bucks, the Bills, the Cardinals, the Cowboys, the Rams, and number one, the Packers. Um, like I said, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, sorry, I'm a little stuffed up. Aaron Rodgers. 105 QBR. Like I said, 17 touchdowns, one pick. I think that first game is still um, in the back of my head, but they look nothing like the team they did that week. No, they don't. I, I think you can pretty much forget about that. They're getting elite-level production from Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams. Their defense is playing great. Devondre Campbell just won um, NFC Defensive Player of the Month. I... Who is that? You know what I mean? So they're, they're getting production from guys that they didn't expect uh, to get production from, especially with the absence of Jair Alexander recently because he's been banged up. Uh, they're, they're, they're playing good football right now. Yeah. I think right now they should be the favorites. Matt LaFleur is, what, like 30-6 and six as a head coach? Um, that's almost unheard of. So, yeah, I would go with the Green Bay Packers as the number one team in the NFL, followed by the Rams, the Cowboys at three, the Cardinals at four, the Bills at five. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at six. That'd be, quote, our Super Bowl window. And then I guess this is like a little bit of the outside looking in. You have seven, the Ravens, eight, the Titans, nine, the Raiders, and at 10, the New Orleans Saints creeping into the top 10. That's our top 10 uh, NFL teams through week eight of the NFL season. You'll hear it again uh, after week 12, along with our top quarterbacks after week 12 as well. So now transitioning a little bit. Let's look at the Steelers game. You're going to preview this Steelers game that's coming up this weekend. Um, Steelers and the Bears. At Monday Night Football. Yes. 820 at at Heinz Field. Field. That's going to be rocking. It's going to be electric in there. Um, So the Steelers open up as six-point favorites. I was a little bit – I was looking at it. I was like, hmm, that's a a lot of points. Steelers Steelers aren't that good, are they? And I'm thinking, like – Every rookie quarterback gets devoured by the Steelers. Every single one of them. They do. Baker, Joe Burrow, Lamar got devoured by him. Lamar still gets, they all still get devoured by that, that defense. If you're a semi-young quarterback, look who's beat the Steelers this year. Uh, Joe Burrow is the only, the only youngish quarterback, I think. Hold up, hold up, got to look it up. I know, so Derek Carr beat the Steelers, right? Yeah, because Derek Carr knows how to get, to you know, weave in and out of trouble there. Um, Aaron Rodgers beat the Steelers. We. Yeah, it's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And I guess Joe Burrow, but Joe Burrow's very good pre-snap, so that, that kind of makes sense. Do you think Justin Fields stands any chance? No, not against uh, T.J. Watt coming off that edge. Absolutely not. T.J. Watt, Alex Highsmith, Cam Hayward. They... Well, first of all, the front seven is so scary for Pittsburgh that, like, good luck for Justin Fields trying to get anything going as a rookie. I mean, like, nothing against Justin Fields. I think he's probably going to have a pretty okay career. I think he'll be pretty decent. I think he'll be a very average quarterback. But I don't think he's ever going to be the type of guy that's going to walk into Heinz Field and beat the Steelers on Monday Night Football. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And we, me and you were watching a little bit of 
little bit of film study, I guess, before this, right? Yeah. And uh, Justin Fields, he, he's just too inexperienced right now. We, we watched a play where, um, you know, the defense sent six guys, right? So he was hot off of his left side. He had a free rusher coming. And so the hot route would have been the flat to that side. Because that, that linebacker, DB, I forget which one it was, would have vacated that flat. So you throw hot to that flat, get it out, David Montgomery, boom, see you, right? Yeah. Well, instead, instead of like picking up that blitz, maybe either sliding the line or noticing, oh, I, I got to go hot, flipping his hips as soon as he gets it, hitting the flat, right? He's signaling through a double move on the other side of the formation. On right? the outside receiver. Yeah, on the outside receiver, throwing outside the numbers onto the wide side of the field. While you have hot coming on your backside, that play is so going to take just, five seconds to develop minimum. Yeah, that's that's going to be a four to five second play, and he has like a second, right? He has to catch the ball, flip his hips, maybe let Montgomery get like you know because he's starting obviously like six yards behind the line, right? Maybe get him, let him lead him up towards the line of scrimmage a little bit, right? You got to get rid of that ball in under a second. Mm-hmm. He dials up a play that's going to be four to five seconds. That is not going to fly against Mike no. Tomlin or anyone on that defense, right? You think T.J. Watt? I mean. It'll, for T.J. Watt, it'll probably be less than a second. He's so quick. And how um, he works that. And, and let's keep in mind, it's not like the Bears have some stellar offensive line to protect them either. No, they, they, they their offensive line is not good. Um, it's quite simply not good. And that Steelers pass rush is one of the best in the league. I think it's going to be... Okay, but l- listen, hear me out. <laughs> At the end of the day, do I think it's going to be a lot closer than it should be? Yes, yes. I do. <laughs> yes. I think the Steelers are going to look horrible on offense for the first half. I think they're going to put it together a little bit in the second half. But I think for the most part, in the first half of football, you're going to be like, it's going to be halftime, and you're going to be sitting there as a Steelers fan going, okay, all right, just tell me something. How is it 10-3 to 3 right now? Yeah, it's just like, oh, Justin Fields threw two picks. Um, they fumbled, the, the Bears fumbled once, and they had a total of 30 yards on offense. The Steelers will have a first quarter touchdown to Claypool, and then after that, they'll struggle to get anything going. They'll have a couple first downs here and there. They're, they're going to miss a field goal, and then, yeah. It's going to be one of the ugliest right. games. The over-under is 40. I'm hammering the under. Oh, I would take the under. A very defensive football game for Pittsburgh, and then, you know, Pittsburgh doesn't have the greatest offense. I'm not going to, you know, sit here and bank on them putting up probably, like, you know, 30 points because I, I don't think Chicago will put up more than 10. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't foresee that happening. I think it could be like a – oh, you want to predict scores? Should we go scores? Yeah, let's do scores. Um, so I'm going to go with the Steelers, a Steelers victory. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go 16, 13 Steelers. Okay. I think, I think 16, 13 feels about right. A lot of field goals. I don't think Justin Fields at, at this young age is particularly good in the red zone. And we know that the Steelers settle for field goals pretty much every time. So write it down. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to go, uh, 24, Give me the good pen. Let me go 24-16 Steelers. 24 for the Steelers yeah. against that Bears defense. All right. Yep. 24. Like I said, I think 16. they're gonna. I think there will be some garbage time. It'll be close, but I think you know Pittsburgh gets a couple of garbage time touchdowns here and there. Why don't you both pick the lures? Uh, like I said, I'm at 16 to 13, and you have 24 to 16. All right, that is. A little preview of the Steelers game there. Get some stuff to think about. Uh, we'll take a break. When we get back, we're going to predict for uh, all the games uh, tomorrow on Sunday. And then we will uh, give you a couple upset picks that uh, to keep your eye on. 
Hey guys, what's going on? It's the guys over here at The Issue. Excited to announce a new supplement opportunity for you guys through Phoenix Fitness, spelled F-N-X, capital F-N and X. Use code TJ2021 when you click the link in our link tree or go to FNX.com. TJ2021, it'll get you 15% off store-wide. Go out and get yourself an AM protein blend. Just drank mine, Orange Dreamsicle. My personal favorite flavor. And then at nighttime, you can recover with their wide variety of BCA amino acid recovery formulas, as well with creatine, glutamine, um, nighttime protein blend. It's a PM blend. Spice and melatonin in there puts you right to sleep. Go check it out, Phoenix Fitness. We are back, second segment here on a pretty nice Saturday. Hold up. Yeah, it's really cold out, though. It so is cold. It's not that nice, actually. It's very, very cold here in Slippery Rock on this fine Saturday. Um, you know, we always got to get the weather in. Always. Uh, not as windy, so that's good. I'll take that, I yeah, guess. I walked play. to the leasing office earlier, paid rent. Ugh. So, you know, it's kind of a down day for me. But Yeah, one of know. those days. Either way, we are living and uh we got some we got some predictions for tomorrow yeah a lot sunday, of sunday nfl football week nine big predictions here monday too right we got monday night's game on. oh there. yeah and monday night's game yeah yeah, yeah right, right right all right without further ado let's get into it so first game of the week here let's go with atlanta and new orleans now okay so this is one of our upset potential picks we're not going to pick upsets we're going to give you three uh three games to watch right so new orleans coming off a really really emotional win um against tampa bay can they keep it going right plus i don't know who's starting a quarterback for them this week yeah with like so my favorite part about this upset i'm not sure i'm calling the upset i would take atlanta plus six and a half though on the line there's a little little free betting tip there i would take atlanta plus six and a half um, but I do still think New Orleans wins. What okay. about you? Um, yeah, I'm going to take New Orleans as well. Um, I do like the the possible upset and the upset watch this week. I'm going to call it more like an upset watch. Yeah. You know, you're not sure if the storm's going to hit, but it might. It, it might. might. It might. Like, we're um, meteorologists. We're like, ah, there's like a 50% chance this hits. And you're like, ooh, I have no idea, but it could. Exactly. And this is one of those ones that it's like getting up there. It's like, all right, we might have to think about evacuating the city. Like, <laughs> it's one of those. Um, it's one of those. Right. So I'm not 100% sure, but I do have a pretty good feeling that it could happen, uh, Atlanta upsetting. But I am going to take uh, New Orleans at the end of the day. I think they have the better overall team. And plus, I don't like the fact that Atlanta has the game plan for two two quarterbacks and we could have a uh mike white situation quite possibly yeah trevor simian <laughs> comes in lights it up you never know yeah so um i'm gonna take new orleans all right how about let's go minnesota and baltimore um this was another one of the ones that we considered for an upset but i just don't think that minnesota has it in them uh first of all their offensive line is is pretty bad right they, they do not have a good offensive line we know that baltimore always has a, a at least an above average front seven. Always. That's going to wreak havoc on the offensive line. I just don't think that Dalvin Cook is going to be able to run the football, and that means that Kirk Cousins isn't going to have the lanes on the back end. Um, he's, he's not going to be able to get the play actions that he pretty much needs to succeed. Um, ooh, sun's shining. Ah, beautiful day. Sun is shining. <laughs> it wasn't a little bit ago, so I, I figured I'd update you guys on the weather. Beautiful. Beautiful. 
Um, no, I, I think the Ravens are a better football team. Also, back to the whole, you know, pick the better quarterback thing. I think Lamar is a better a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. Honestly, I think so. You know? Yeah. I would be pretty solid in, in agreeing with that. Yeah. All right. How about let's go, let's go uh, the Denver Broncos traveling to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, well, we told you that we think Dallas is the third best team in the league, and I think Denver is somewhere around like the 23rd best team in the league. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Dallas here. Dak is a better quarterback than Teddy Bridgewater. They have a better running back. They have a better offensive line. Their defensive line is better. Weapons are probably better. In all facets of the game, they're a better team. Absolutely. I think uh, I think Dallas wins, and I think they're going to blow the doors off of uh, off of Denver. Yeah, it won't be close. Now let's go Houston travels to Miami. Uh, two 1-7 teams, although Miami I think is better than 1-7. Uh, you never know. They did lose to Jacksonville, gave Jacksonville their first win. But I don't think Davis Mills has it in him. Now, I do think Tyrod Taylor is going to be coming back soon, but not for this game. I think two is a better quarterback, which is crazy to say because I don't think two is very good. I think he's in the bottom eight uh, quarterbacks in the league. He's seven touchdowns, five picks. That's not going to cut it. Good news for him, though, is Davis Mills is seven touchdowns, eight picks. So that bodes well for him. Uh, I'll take Miami over Houston. I think you did too, yeah? Yeah, I like Miami a lot. Um, well, not a lot, but in this game I do. Um, I think these are – Miami is is better than they look. Uh, I don't know if the problem is in Flores or what it is, but his seat, like we said on uh, on Wednesday's show, is getting a little toasty for sure. Uh, it's time to start winning. I think this is one of those weeks where he does win. I think it's one of those games you're kind of expected to win right now as Flores uh, prepares his Dolphins – uh, for the Texans this week, um, it's a very it's a very winnable game. It's a very manageable game for Miami. If they don't win it, we will judge them very harshly. Be sure. Could get on them Wednesday. like kind of back on track a little bit. Not yeah. not really because it gets them to two and right, seven. But, but the, like but like you give it, you do the what if, and if what if they lose this game? If what if they lose to Houston? Flores could be out, or at least highly questioned. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like I said, the good news for the Dolphins, yeah, they'll get a good win here. Yes, they have to then play the Ravens at home, but then they get to go to the Jets, home against the Panthers, home against the Giants, home against the Jets. So if they can win this game, yes, they'll probably lose to the, you know, to the Ravens. Then they can win a couple. Brian Flores might be able to salvage his job. They might be able to get a little bit of momentum to show the front office, hey, we have some stuff here to work with, right? Mm-hmm. I'm um, playing for jobs at this point in Miami, and I think they I think they win that one. All right, let's go Arizona over San Francisco. Arizona is actually technically an underdog, so we're going to pick them for one of our upsets. Uh, they are plus half a point, right? So it's like negligible. Uh, San Francisco by a half a point. I'm not really sure why. Probably because they're at home. Uh, they have the, you know, Arizona's got the better quarterback. I think right now they have a better coach. Kyle Shanahan wins 35% of his games. You know, that's great. He had one really good year with Jimmy G. At the end of the day, you have to win games, right? Yeah. And they're not winning enough games. No. Uh, I think Arizona has the better weapon. They have a better running game. I I, I get it that, um, you know, San Fran's got a pretty good defense. I don't think good enough, though. I'll take Arizona. I think they're a significantly better football team today. I would take Arizona as well. Um, I think, like you said, when you look at the big, important things that matter, I like, first of all, Kyler over Jimmy G all day, all day. There, I mean, there are things that Jimmy G does that I'm like, oh yeah, Kyler could do that, and Kyler could do that, and Kyler could do that. And then you watch Kyler play, and you look at it and you go, oh, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo could never could not do that. Do that. <laughs> like, there's no way 
that he could keep pace with, with, with what I just saw on the field from like what is he like five foot two Kyler Murray I, I don't even know he's, I think he's I think he's like five seven you know five eight it's insane yeah yeah he's a world-class um, athlete yeah and the team just as a whole too I, I like um I, I like Arizona on defense as well I mean like you said they're third in the league in points yeah Give it, like giving up yeah so I will take uh the cards over the 49ers all right let's go with the Chiefs at home they host Green Bay now I do I know I said that Green Bay is number one and I don't think they're terribly Aaron dependent like I think they could win this game with Jordan Love and I would take Green Bay plus seven this is not an upset pick of the week but I would take Green Bay plus seven um but I do think Casey because they're at home squeak it out right I think just because they're at home they win I think it's like a two-point football game not that we're predicting a score here, but I think it's going to be like a 29-27 game. Casey just barely wins. I think Jordan Love looks pretty good. Yeah. Um, but I do think Casey edges uh, edges it out just barely. Okay. Just because I think Mahomes is going to make one more play than, than Jordan Love will. Yeah, I agree with that. I think without Aaron Rodgers, your team's kind of like a dead boat in the water. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not taking anything away from Green Bay, but they already have injuries. They don't need Aaron Rodgers to be out right now. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's not a so good time. I'll take Casey at home at Arrowhead. Yep, I can't argue with that. All right, but let's go with uh, Cleveland at Cincinnati. Now, this is an upset pick of the week. <laughs> um, I am going to take Cleveland. They are plus two and a half at Cincinnati, so they are underdogs in this game. Uh, you are going to take Cincinnati probably because Joe Burrow is a better quarterback than Jamar Chase, all that. Explain why you're taking Cincy. Um, kind of just like one of those gut feelings, number one. Number two, I do like Joe Burrow. He's playing great football, despite his offensive line being, you know, not the best. Do I think that's going to hold up against the Browns' pass rush? Eesh, I don't know. But it's something I felt right with this week. I feel like the Browns are going to kind of be a little shaky. They, they just lost to washed Ben Roethlisberger. Like, yeah. they realized that, right? Yeah. Like, they just lost to the worst form of Ben Roethlisberger that we have ever seen in this league. I think outside of like some of the like the last couple games last year, I agree right. with you. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not the most confident in Cleveland as a whole right now, and and I don't like Baker at all, and I like Burrow, and I like Jamar Chase. They have a connection; they've had it since college. Yeah. The chemistry there is deep. That's what you look for in the NFL. Um, so I'm going to take. Yeah, the see, see, I think the only reason I'm going to take Cleveland is they're going to be they're going to be pissed. Baker all week has heard conversations in local Cleveland media, like, is he the guy? Is he? What do we do here? Um, I think they're going to come out firing. They're going to come out angry, and I, I think they beat Cincinnati. Cincinnati goes on a little bit of a skid here. See if they can handle, uh, you know, losing, you know? All right, now let's go. So that's one we're split on there. How about the next one we're split on? Let's go with the Las Vegas Raiders traveling to the New York football Giants. You like the Giants. Um, is a little bit of, like, just because of everything that's happened with the Raiders, just all the distractions. Like, yeah. why, how do why do you think uh, the Giants? You think they're just just one of those games you have a gut pick on because seemingly the ones you just have a gut feeling on are the ones you hit on every time. Yeah, um, this one too, just like Cincinnati, kind of felt uh, feel it there. But um, I mean, for the most part, I think it's the fact that the Raiders have had so much noise come from their organization in the last month. It's not even funny. I mean, they lose their head coach because of all the emails. Henry Ruggs, you know, car accident, drinking and driving, kills a lady and her dog. Not a good, no, like, he's going to go away for some time. You, you look around, that that organization is in turmoil. And when's the last time turmoil really produced anything? 
that have produced a win. Um, and then you flip yeah. it to the other side, and the Giants look like they get better every week. You know, sometimes they'll have a couple of those missteps where they look like they shouldn't even be an NFL team. But, but, I think this is one of those weeks where they kind of put it together against a team that's having some issues, some internal struggles going on. I think they figured it out. I think they beat the Raiders. All right, I'll go with the Raiders. I just think uh, I'm going I'm to use my strategy. Better quarterback wins. I think Derek Carr is a better quarterback than Daniel Jones. Um, I would say weapons right now with the injuries that are handicapping uh, the New York football giants. I think it's plausible that the Raiders right now have better weapons. Um, their defenses are both marginally talented and mar- they're performing quite average. Uh, so I think it comes down to quarterback play, and uh, I'll take Vegas. All right, let's go with the Buffalo Bills and the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think that's pretty much a no contest. The Bills are a much better football team. We both have the Bills. I'm not even going to really get in-depth in on that. They're going to absolutely wax Jacksonville. It's not even going to be close. All right, let's go with uh, the New England Patriots at the Carolina Panthers. We both like the Pats. Um, I, I'm not going to lie. Just because Sam Donald has all these new flashy weapons does not mean he's going to get away from the curse that Bill Belichick has on him, the spell that Bill Belichick casts on Sam Darnold. Remember Sam threw that four-interception game and said I was seeing ghosts, right? I don't think that goes away. Belichick knows exactly how to beat Sam Darnold. I I, I think it could get ugly, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, it has the potential to. I mean, we've seen what he's done to Sam Darnold his entire career in, uh, in New York. And then, I mean, it's not going to get better. Yeah, I don't think he Sam's won a game. He owns Darnold. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think Sam's going to even have a chance to get off the ground in this football game. All right, how about let's go uh, with the L.A. Chargers traveling to Philadelphia in that 4 o'clock window. Um, I, I think we both like the Chargers in this game. It comes down to Jalen Hurts isn't a good quarterback. I don't think Nick Sirianni is a good coach. I think it's clear that Brandon Staley on the other side is a good coach, and Justin Herbert is an absolute superstar. Um, Philadelphia doesn't run the football enough to really keep anyone honest. And uh, that could be a problem against the Chargers because they actually do have a decent secondary and some good pass rushers. Where they're weak is the running game. And uh, I'm not sure that they're going to be able to, you know, I'm not talking quarterback runs. I'm talking line up and pound the ball with Miles Sanders and, and Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott. Right? I don't think they're going to do that enough to beat the Chargers. Um, right, how about let's go with the Sunday night football game. The Tennessee Titans traveling to L.A. to play the Rams. We both like the Rams. Uh, Matthew Stafford's a beast. Cooper Cup's an animal. Yep. Sean McVay's a better coach than Mike Vrabel. They got name your position. The Rams are better at it. You know what I mean? Now that Derrick Henry's out, I, I'll take the backfield of the Rams. Now I, I don't know what uh, what Tennessee does better than the Rams do. I, I, anything I can't come up with anything. Nothing. And I mean that Rams defense. Aaron Donald, Von Miller now added. <laughs> Jalen Ramsey, like, must I go on? Um, there's so many stars on that defense and offense, it's not even comprehensible, but I will take the Rams. Yep, and finally, we both kind of gave our picks for the uh, Monday Night Football game, but I once again said 16-13 Steelers. You said, what, 24-16 Steelers? Yes. Um, over the Chicago Bears. To recap our upset picks, or upset watches, like you said, um, keep an eye on that Atlanta plus six and a half against New Orleans. If you have a stomach for betting, I think that's one for you because uh, that's that's going to be one you're going to be nervous about, and I never advise to bet Atlanta. So if you're a seasoned vet in the betting world, right, and uh, you have the stomach for it, take a gander at it. Arizona plus uh, plus half a point against San Francisco. That would be one you throw in a parlay. 
but it's something to look at. And then uh, that, that one, they'll probably win outright, so you could probably go money line on that one. And uh, Cleveland over Cincinnati plus two and a half. I think Cleveland's a better roster, although they're not playing like it. And I do think Kevin Stefanski is a more proven head coach, so uh, I think that'll show through. But you do like Cincinnati, but that's definitely one to keep your eye on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Guys, that is it for our Sunday, or not Sunday, well, yeah, our Sunday predictions. Uh, that's it for also for our Saturday episode. Um, thanks for stopping by and come back Wednesday. Make sure you check out our social media at uh, the underscore issue podcast and on Instagram and then Twitter, uh, just the issue podcast. Um, send us an email. Give us some suggestions. Give us some thoughts. Uh, if you have, you know, if, if you see something we don't with these games, like, well, wait a minute, uh, Miami doesn't do this well and Houston does it, let us know. We'd be happy to hear you out. Absolutely. Um, we appreciate the feedback. And make sure you go vote on the poll that we put on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. On Spotify. Episode. On Spotify. If you listen on Spotify, um, check out the poll on Wednesdays. Uh, episode, we talk about Baker Mayfield a little bit. We're going to test the waters, get the temperature, what America or what you guys think you know, about Baker Mayfield. So, again, thanks, guys, for listening. And uh, that was the issue.